All right, you ready? Yep. All right. Hello there, and welcome to Pivotal Film. I'm Tom Nolan. And I'll light the match. I'm Mario Ponzio. Remember, uh, let's burn this burn this place to the ground. I'll light the match. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. It's, it's been a while, as we were told recently at Trivia I hosted, that it's been too long since we've done a podcast. Somebody was was making the comment that we don't do these anymore, and, you know, life just gets in the way. Yeah. And sometimes, they... sometimes life finds a way, and sometimes life just gets in the way. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes life finds a way to ruin your ability to do podcasts, but that's fine. Um, but I think the benefit is that these all become very special guests now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're, I think I think we'll we'll go a little more regularly soon with stuff actually coming out and the sight and sound list coming out on December fifth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's 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 the Halloween time, and right now as we're recording this over Zoom, nice little pandemic throwback. Uh, yeah. You know, we're doing our Halloween episode of, of horror shit that we've watched. We see, I, I, I've seen a good amount of horror stuff. I, I guess you haven't seen as much, so. No, I've, I've, I've had a Shudder account that's I've been kind of letting go dormant, um, except for watching like the 101 greatest like, horror moments or whatever. Horror, um, which is <coughs> been fine, but it's also like something you can just kind of put on for like 10 minutes or 15 minutes and, and like turn off whenever you get a chance like in each episode it's like 10 episodes right they're like the 10 hour. episodes they're pretty long and they're dense and they're dark um so it's not like it's not like one of those vh1 shows where you can just like turn it on and not pay attention i mean even the movies that aren't very good they're like peeling somebody's skin off or like doing yeah insane and you're just kind of like what is that <clears throat> seen that movie and i haven't seen this scene and now i'm not sure if i want to do either of those things but it exactly. looked cool. but it looked cool now, I guess I haven't watched too much from Shudder recently um, myself. I watched Dark Glasses, the uh, Dario Argento film, which was just no good. Dario Argento <laughs> lost all of his talent somewhere in the late 80s. Um, you know, when, when like Fulci died and all that, they like, just lost all the talent. And uh, Deadstream, Deadstream was fun. Yeah. Um, that kind of found footage influencer in a ghost's house movie. You, you've heard of that one, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that was fun. It, it it definitely has that like third act twist of of becoming a Evil Dead Two style throwback, but uh, I kind of appreciated it when it wasn't that. I think mm. when it kind of has that turn, it loses some of its charm. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of this uh, asshole influencer being an asshole. Uh, he's he's kind of like basing himself off of you know the Paul brothers like Logan Paul with the Suicide Forest and all that. He's he's doing that, like he's uh, arguing the cancel thing. So when it's just him initially in the house and kind of like doing the setup of you know the ghost stuff, that's when it's most interesting. And I think when it becomes like this gory movie, it's fun still, but it just loses its charm. That's I, I guess it's the Shutter problem. Shutter, a lot of Shutter originals seem to have this problem of like they feel as though they need to be very violent at some point mm-hmm. it's just like you don't need to do that there's a reason why like a movie like the sadness sucks ass and that's because like it just leans so heavily into its gore it's like i don't want to watch that it's the same yeah, problem I mean, with like terrifier terrifier too i was gonna say because it's <clears throat> like what you said what you told me about like terrifier too where it felt like this need to be transgressive like beyond just like scary or or um I don't know, something else. You said you felt dirty watching it. Well, yeah, yeah, that's that's my So I saw Terrifier 2. I saw Scream of it. Um, it's coming out and streaming tomorrow, Halloween, on Screambox, because for some fucking reason, we need two goddamn horror streaming services. We do. Um, 
No, and that's that's uh, I, I mentioned this to you through text. Is, is the issue with that movie is there's something like Adam Green's Hatchet or like the Friday the Thirteenth films, especially like Jason X or whatnot, where they're they're gory films. They they lean into their kill scenes, but there's a fun to the kill scenes, and there's like a a campiness, I guess, to the kills, um, where the makeup effects are great, and you're there watching it for the makeup effects and for the kills and for that that catharsis that comes with the sorts of horror movies uh with terrifier 2 you can tell that damian leon leon is trying to do the same thing but he just misses the mark mm. so his makeup effects hit hit they, they they work but the way in which he is a storyteller makes it mean makes it not fun to watch it just it just feels unnecessarily cruel and he had that mm. problem with the original and the original leans almost into like a form of misogyny which i don't think it was in his intent but it feels misogynistic because of how cruel it is and so he tries to 100 like backtrack on that and like make a strong female lead which he somewhat succeeds with um but his kill scenes are still you just end up watching it going like this is just i don't want to watch this i don't want to watch like you know what what what, what's being shown here like i just want adam green to make his gory horror movies again where the kills are quick they seem relatively painless, I guess. Um, and that's the thing. I think it's the protracted amount of pain mm. as in these kill scenes that is bothersome. I just, I just don't want to watch a woman get like salt thrown on like her open wounds and bleach thrown on it and be like, ha, ah, it's, it's a funny kill scene, right? Because it's a puppet, basically. It's like, no. Is that a thing that happens? Yeah, there's the most infamous, I guess, kill scene in Terrifier 2. It's about five minutes long. It involves a woman being like slowly filleted and Art the Clown leaves the room and comes back with bleach and salt and throws it on her. You're just kind of watching it going like, eh, that's not fun. I know, like, we talk, when Waxwork 2 did it with Bruce Campbell and they threw the salt on his like stomach, it's done funny because it's sure it's Bruce Campbell. It's so goofy, but it is yeah. also so goofy. Like there's a detachment from it. And I think Damien Leone tries to like tries to do that he's definitely trying to create a detachment from the violence and um the comedy like he's trying to create a a parallel there but he just doesn't do it well he's just not he's not a good enough storyteller i guess to succeed yeah it's really interesting i get the impression that i think we're going down this um maybe we've always been there it's like the people that like kind of know how to make a movie like they can do it they can they know how film works and composition works and stuff like this but they're not like storytellers so they don't know how to marry like they don't know how to marry like theme and character to like aesthetics and so it's just it's like either or at various times well, like during the movie i think that's the ari aster issue right like ari aster has a good eye yeah. he can compose a shot really well i just think he's kind of a shit storyteller yeah but at least he's not like he's not hurting anybody Oh, for sure. To make money. Yeah. I mean, Terrifier 2 is making money. So. Terrifier 2 is making money, but no one's calling Terrifier 2 like elevated, you know. Um, you know. Oh, people are actually calling Terrifier 2 a nice callback in the face in spite of elevated horror. So now we've gone from horror to elevated horror to transgressive horror that's going against elevated horror. So there you go. That's it. So, goddamn. Jenga.
Um, all right, Mario, this is your show. Oh, it's my movie. Yeah. Halloween ends. Yeah, so Halloween ends concludes the Halloween quadrilogy that David Gordon Green imagined with the uh, Halloween 1978, uh, the very fun follow-up Halloween 2018, whatever the fuck happened last year. Um, <laughs> and now in 2022, Halloween uh, ends. Uh, Halloween ends features about a solid 15 to 20 minutes of Michael Myers. It mostly revolves around Rowan Campbell's Corey, who in a very fun, solid opening scene accidentally kills his little shithead of a uh, kid he's babysitting. Um, he accidentally kicks open the door and causes the kid to fall over a balcony. Uh, but in the absence of Michael Myers, because Michael Myers has been gone for a year at this point, uh, the town of Haddonfield needs to find a new villain. And so they settle upon Corey and Corey's ostracized. He's supposed to become an engineer, but instead he's kind of stuck in the town, just being shit on by a bunch of band geeks at high school, which is fucking amazing. Um, and we eventually get forward to uh, Halloween 2022, or at least the week of Halloween, um, where Laurie Strode, who has decided to completely course reverse from all of the things she said in the past two years, after, you know, she spent 40 years preparing for Michael Myers, while he was in a mental hospital, he escapes, kills his daughter, kills her daughter, and she just is like, you know what? It's fine. It happens. That's good. I, I need to move on, I guess. Um, Lori helps this this kid, Corey, and introduces her to her granddaughter, Allison, and a whirlwind romance starts between the two of them. Meanwhile, Corey, bullied by band geeks, uh, <laughs> falls into a ravine. Uh, where a homeless man who's hanging out with Michael Myers, by the way, did you see, did you pause the shot? You probably didn't. When that, when Corey falls, Michael Myers is standing next to the homeless man, like five feet away from the homeless man. I, yeah, I saw that. I was confused. I think it's amazing. I just imagine just old fucking Michael Myers hanging out with the homeless man, just like shooting the shit. Well, homeless man he... brings him bodies every so often. And Michael Myers is like, thank you. Yes, he would have killed that homeless man. Like, oh, no, no, him and my, no, him and Michael Myers are good friends. It's Best probably friends. why it's probably why why he ends up going at, besides the mask thing, but he killed his friend. So like Michael Myers is like this fucking kid's got to die. <laughs> um, Corey builds sort of a relationship with a very beaten, downtrodden Michael Myers, who, after being presented as some sort of supernatural force of killing in the last film, is now a seventy-nine-year-old man in this movie. Get, no, he's only like 60, like four, 65. But he, um, he gets he gets strength from, from murdering people. He does. Which I didn't know. He like drinks it in. They did they did talk about that during Halloween Kills. Um but he's been killing people in the meantime. Like because we see the missing posters of like women and whatnot who have gone missing in the years. You can only assume it's Michael Myers. Anyhow, um, you know. Corey decides that he wants to get revenge on all the people who shit-talked him, so he steals the mask from Michael Myers, uh, which finally makes Michael Myers pretty pissed off. Um, he beats the shit out of Michael Myers, by the way. Uh, he goes on his own little short killing rampage, becoming the new Michael Myers, until he tries to kill Lori, and he gets his shit kicked in by Lori. He's then killed by Michael Myers, and Michael Myers is like, I'm here, might as well attack Lori, who... and then he also gets his shit kicked in by Lori and is killed. 
this movie's just basically like Jamie Lee Curtis kicks ass for two hours. Not at acting, but that, no. yeah, that, that ass kicking. Yeah. <laughs> um, all that said, I adore this movie. I loved it. I loved it because it's so goofy, so silly. Uh, Rowan Campbell works his ass off with the Corey Cunningham character. Unfortunately, everyone else that's acting in this movie didn't realize that they're trying to be in a movie. Um, but it is his show. And I respect the fact that David Gordon Green just went, I guess, just went fucking ham. Like, it, it feels like he hates after Halloween Kills happened. And he's like, oh, I just, this has fan service and everyone hated it. He was like, oh, really? Well, fuck you. Because now I'm going to make a movie where Michael Myers gets his ass kicked for two hours and is barely in the movie. Um, and I think it works. I think it's fun. I think it's badly made. But it does some stuff that's like goofy and entertaining. It's it's a bad movie that's really entertaining to watch. And the moment I was sold on this mo- this movie is when uh, "Come to Me" by Johnny Goth plays. Uh, it's it's like the when he says like you know, let's she says like let's oh yeah, yeah, yeah he says I'll like the match and the camera like he he takes her off the the motorcycle she bites his fucking nose which is kind of cute but kind of weird. And she's like, you know, you want to come upstairs? And as she's saying that, the camera's pushing in, and he like hovers over him and pushes in a little more, and he says, "Another night." And I was like, "This fucking, I love this fucking movie. <laughs> it's so ridiculous." And so I hate, I hate the ending. I, I think the, I think all the parts with Michael Myers suck, except for the part where like all the parts without Corey suck. I, I guess I should say the second Corey dies. I'm just like I'm, I'm over this. Like, I just I just would have had I would have had him kill Michael Myers and have the final showdown be between Corey and and her because I think Rowan Campbell's working his he's like this is my shot this is my chance and he's working his ass off, um, but everything else in this movie isn't working, <laughs> but it's still fun. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I am. Um, I get again. I didn't. I hated Halloween. Kills. Yeah, we both hate Halloween Kills. Um, I mean, Halloween Kills was on both of our worst lists, right? Like it yeah, was mine. Yeah. Is mine number two and your number one? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that that sounds right. About right. Um, I, there's definitely the Halloween Kills. It it um, the Corey character is. Say <sighs> he's, like, he's like a revelation is like is the wrong term. Yeah, you should never use the word revelation in terms of Halloween kills. But it's a good idea. It's a really good idea to kind of talk about some of the to to assume that after X number of Halloween movies, and I know in David Gordon Green's like universe, it's this is thirteen. You know, but it's thirteen. Yeah, I just I think getting the getting the so the idea that there could possibly be themes attached to this. Just stupid, stupid movie franchise um, is fascinating. And finding those themes and using Corey as a vehicle for exploring those themes is a good idea. Yeah, I, I kind of felt a good idea. I kind of felt like so Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends, they have the same visual title motif. Like when they show the titles, has Halloween 78, Halloween. 82, 81, and Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Um, 
like the titles are the same. And I, I kind of almost wonder if David Gordon Green tried to follow like a similar motif. Like that's what he's trying to do. So like Halloween 2018 is supposed to be a hallmark of Halloween 78. Mm-hmm. Halloween 2 and Halloween Kills are both like the movies with a bunch of kills and they focus just on the kills, right? And like the mythology of building up like my Michael is a killer. And then Halloween ends and season of the witch are just like drastic, you know, departures from the Halloween franchise. And if that was he was intending to do, it's stupid. But it works. <laughs> but I don't even understand. I don't even think it's that much of a departure from like the original idea of like no, it doesn't. This movie feels like less of a departure from the original Halloween than I think hit. I think reviewers and 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 people want to um, make it seem like it does. It's it's very seventies, like very 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 seventies. It's loose and baggy. It's stupid <laughs> and goofy. Well, like I said, it's a mix of seventies and like early two thousand tens mumblecore. Yeah, I mean, but also it's it's got like a Gus Van like an, uh, an early Gus Van Zant quality to it when like Corey and whatever her name Allison is, Allison are like you know um, I mean I'll talk about some of like the ridiculousness of that relationship um, when they're kind of together and like when they're kind of describing what their like experiences in this town which um, they are free to leave except for Allison's claim that all oh, my memories are here like okay well your memories. Or your parents being murdered. <laughs> you take those with you. I don't, yeah. I don't know if you know how well, to she, she's, she's fine at the end. She just, she just leaves. She's like, I'm good. My favorite. So actually, I'll skip around. I'll dive. Jamie Lee Curtis is going to get fucking boned by Will Patton. It's okay for me to go down. My, my favorite thing about like that relationship is the idea that like she's like, let's burn it down. Let's burn it. I'll have the match. Blah, blah, blah. Let's burn it all down. She bites his nose. Then she goes back to work. And then she, he calls her, meet me at this place. She's like, I'm working. You know what I mean? Well, like, he you, wanna, you know what I actually love about that relationship, though? Like, you want to like, work. The thing I love about the relationship is how ridiculously horny she is. It's like so unnatural how horny, like how badly she just wants to fuck this guy. Right. But that's so ridiculous, but like I buy it. Because oh, it's I, so stupid. I totally buy it. And I think it's, I think it's fine. I think this movie, is, this movie works when it decides to ask questions that David Gordon Green probably has thought about because he's smart for a long time. Like, why doesn't Lori just get the hell out of here? Like, yeah. what, is the, what, are the, what are the actual ramifications of um, not just Michael Myers doing what he did, but the idea that, like, he keeps terrorizing this town because inevitably he's coming after Lori. So, like, everyone in town resents, like, her. Which is funny, because, like, this series has established, like, the David Green series has established, he doesn't give a fuck about Lori. Like, the only reason he's in that house at the end of this movie is because he knows Corey went there and he wants his mask back. Right. Um, like, she's a non-factor in Michael Myers. Like, Michael Myers' thing is just, like, killing people, I guess, and checking out his window, which I... There was like this weird like undoing of everything. It's like a last Jedi sort of thing of like all the stuff that happened in kills. They're just like, no, that movie didn't happen. Don't worry about that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um well, because they they talk about they talk about it a little bit like from a January 6th perspective, like if you're a Republican, like yeah, it was just a little civil unrest, like no big deal, blah blah. Um, 
you know, when in reality, I don't know, if they saw Halloween Kills, if any of the people that lived in Haddonfield actually saw that movie, like, it wasn't just a little civil unrest. Like, the whole town got together to murder a guy, and then, like, he ended up coming back to life. Well, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's fine. You know why? Because somebody spray-painted Love Lives Today <laughs> on the wall. Um, but the idea of, the idea that this movie wants to like dig into some other themes is 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 really is really smart. Um, I think it's really weird that nothing that Jamie Lee Cur- that Laurie says makes any sense. No. Oh, what the hell is she talking about? Ever? She like wants all things to be true simultaneously. Was, <coughs> she has no self awareness. This fra- the framing narrative of her fucking book is goofy as shit. The only scenes with her that work are the scenes with Will Patton, I think. Right, but like, they don't make any sense. Like, the idea that like, she should be held responsible for like, that woman's mother getting killed is nonsense. No, she, no, that, no, she demon wasn't killed. That's, a, or that's getting, the, getting maimed or whatever. Yeah, which is, I thought was great. I, I love the fact that like, that woman gets stabbed in the, fu- the thing I love about these movies is each movie has like had somebody get very killed, and the very next movie they're like, "No, nah, they they were fine. They lived." <laughs> they're not doing like she gets stabbed in the goddamn throat with a light tube all the way through her fucking neck, and the next movie's just like, "Yeah, she just <laughs> she just is in a wheelchair now. I guess she's fine. Don't worry about it." Like I, you you remember I mean, that kill though? You remember that right from the first? Like she's I like do. the old, like that she got very- fucking stabbed. Straight through the, there's nobody coming for her for a that while. Was, that was the woman that was that ha- woman's super dead. Yeah. So I won't even go into like just confirming that like she was the one that was playing with the drone with her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Which is she's well, also the, she's in the first one too. She's the um she's the gravekeeper or whatever. Um. The so my the thing that I texted you is that uh, in, I, I'm still like I'm still kind of offended a little bit like artistically by these movies. Because oh, absolutely. David Gordon Green seems to acknowledge that every decision he's making is wrong in regards to Laurie and Michael Myers. But also seems to acknowledge that he doesn't give a shit and that like it he doesn't give a shit because it doesn't matter. <coughs> because like this is a horror movie and like all anyone really cares about is like the kills. So there are some interesting kills, I guess. You know, that's what he does to the DJ is Hi, buddy. Everyone, everyone calls that the best kill in the movie. Not my favorite. No, I think the uh, I think the nurse the nurse kill is the best kill. But that, but that, but that thing has like a weird kind of like reality incongruity as well because the idea that like I know Haddonfield supposed to be like a small town. The idea that that nurse was just kind of like, oh, I got a doctor, yeah, like, and he bought me a robe from Macy's, <laughs> a, a kimono, terrific. A and you know what I'm gonna do after? I'm gonna take a shower, and yeah, he's gonna sit in his patio area with the fire for like however long it takes her to take a shower. It's I, stupid. But it I, is, but I, that's the thing that blows my mind about this movie. It's like nobody thought about anything. They were just nobody. Of, they're just like they're just this. doing their actions, and then like the Corey's mom, who's acting in a completely fucking different movie. She's basically in a hocus pocus movie or something. <laughs> But you almost kind of want to be like, there's a couple of parts where Corey would almost seems like to turn to her and be like, what? Like, not because he's offended, but just because like, 
He doesn't know what the hell. No, it feels it feels like Rowan Campbell going like fucking dial it down, man. This is my moment. Like the Hardy Boys is not getting me what I need to get. This is going to bring in the roles. Like I'm going to get Marvel from this. So calm the fuck down. Aaron Stewart, he's just like fucking stop. Like not because like you're I'm in character, but because like I'm out of character and ruining this scene for me. Yeah. Um, or just like the idea was, which is which I, I think makes me love this movie even more is the fact that like you get a really solid acting performance from Rowan Campbell and he's surrounded by fucking goofballs, <laughs> like everyone else in this movie is a god, like like some of them like some like I don't think I don't think uh, Andy Matichat the one that plays Al uh, the one that plays Allison, she's fine, but like Lori like like fucking Jamie Lee Curtis is just overacting everything for no real reason. Um, she should be ashamed of herself. I mean, I know I'm glad that she's getting paid. Well, no, if you, if you ask, if you ask her like, Hey, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, what, what movie did you do today? She's like, Oh, everything everywhere all at once. That's well, that's like, so we kind of, we've been, we talked a little bit about this the other, <laughs> is that she's um, on this. She's at, she's pushing for Halloween kills or Halloween ends while um, campaigning for her Oscar, yeah. Like the idea that she's like saying, like, "Oh, I'm just happy to be in a movie with Michael Myers again to round this out." Blah blah. Like, lady, like, no, you aren't. Just like, give, give it up. A, give me a break. But like, that's this movie feels so. It's so ill considered in in a way that makes works. I guess it works in the sense that you don't have to care about it. So all you, you can just find it fun. But he definitely, I mean, it's 2022, Mario. He definitely uses the same motorcycle footage two times. Three times. I think three times, actually. The same exact shot of Corey on the motorcycle. Let's just say three times for the sake of argument. Let's say two and a half times. Yeah. Like meeting right in the middle there. The exact same shot as like establishing that Corey's on a motorcycle. And beyond that, he uses like multiple shots from his previous movies. And from Halloween, like, 78, for no real reason. Just to establish the fact, like, you remember this is a series of movies, right? Here's, like, a minute. Like, when, like, Michael reaches his hands up and starts choking Laurie, and oh then you God. just, like, do a flashback of Halloween. I lost, I was high as fuck, but I lost my shit, like, when I saw that. I was just like, this is the greatest thing ever. But that's, but my, my problem with it, this- it felt like Mystery Science Theater presents, like, yes. a Halloween yes. movie. My problem with this movie is that, like, you just kind of wanted, and you know that it happened, where somebody off screen was like, "Hey, David, how could Michael actually generate any power in a chokehold if he's the his hand has been severed in half?" And the and the answer is he doesn't. But we still have to watch Lori like flashback. And no, like, the answer the answer is this: choked. David Gore Green just like lifted up both of his palms and was like, "Now." But it happened. I don't know. Fucking it did. Just no, but, deal with it. But it didn't happen. That's a thing. But so that's why it's that's why I think it's so offensive is that it's he still made it. So he still had Jamie Lee Curtis pretend like she was being choked. Why would she do that? What's the point? And happy to be choked too, by the way. And like the the idea that they I mean they, the idea that they crucified him to the like um, they didn't crucify like the cruci- It's not really a crucifixion. It's not a crucifixion. They just don't, 
But that's the thing. Don't you wish it was? Don't you wish they had come? I wish. I wish. Yeah. I wish they had like committed to like crucifying him. I kind of wish like they had like hung him up and let him bleed out and that had been like his death. Because like his actual death or demolition of his body, like that's the worst shot in the movie is like when you get the CGI like brain bobbing out. But that's the, the worst shot in the movie, not because it's CGI brain popping up, but it's because it's you can lazy and easy. But yeah, because you can take as long as you want to do that, and they decide to let it last for one second and cut away, like we didn't just see a guy's tongue get cut off and then spin on. Yeah, but imagine if you had that movie with like Michael Myers being strung up, crucified, and like the entire city like watching like blood drip off of him. That would have been perfect. Right. And it's not like we don't want to say like you know. This movie wouldn't bear if they did this. We're not doing that. But it's like it in a movie that makes weird choices that don't work, but simultaneous do work. Um, that entire ending sequence just like didn't work for me at all because it just feels safe. It felt like David Gordon Green going like, okay, like most of this movie felt like David Gordon Green spitting in the face of people who like identify, like create their identities around the Halloween series. See, but here's the thing: is he spitting? Is he actively spitting in it, or is he spitting in it by not caring about this in reality? Why not? Not, not caring, yeah, of course. And that's, I think, the biggest problem for me with this, this these three movies is that David Gordon Green and Danny McBride. Danny McBride, maybe. Cares. Who knows what? Who knows what Danny McBride even did with this movie, though? To be fair, David Gordon Green clearly doesn't give a shit about this this franchise. And I mean, I'm not a Halloween guy, so like, he cared. I, no, he cared. Sure. He cared about 2018. 2018 shows an extreme level of care. I don't think they thought it was going to be the juggernaut it was. But do you think he made two bad movies in a row because it was a juggernaut, or because he had no other ideas, or like why? Like, because or no, I think so. I think he made a second movie thinking it was going to appeal to the crowd. This is my gut feeling. Yeah, so I made okay. he made Halloween 18. Have you seen Halloween 18 yet, by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like it? I watch it to do to, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think I think it's I, it's definitely a, a love story to like the original, though. Yeah, but that's and and I, it's 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 aggressively well, it's aggressively well crafted. There's no like cynicism in it. It's just it's meant to be just a right. really typical solid no horror cynicism. movie. Yes. And I think he makes Halloween. So it got extremely well received. People called it the second best Halloween movie. Yep. Suddenly they demand for like Jason Bloom's like, I need money. So I want more sequels. <laughs> um, and so he makes Halloween kills. And I think Halloween kills is just David Gordon Green and Danny McBride. Going like we don't know what the fuck to do, so we're just gonna. This is this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna make a Halloween movie with a bunch of kills, and everyone fucking hated it. And I feel like Halloween ends is just him going like fuck you, like whatever. Now I'm just gonna make something weird and off the wall and fun. I guess, but I mean, it's not even all that weird and off the wall. <laughs> it is. It is. It is weird and off the wall for, for what people. Is. Yeah. For people who want a. Michael Myers stabbing people movie, right? Because uh, sure, like in the first hour and twenty minutes, there's four kills. Yeah, the first hour and twenty, there's so yeah. you get you get the kid who dies, you get the police officer, you get the the um, doctor and the nurse. Like so, the first hour and twenty minutes, it's just it's very nothing's happening but build up, and then the last like. Fifth, like last 20 minutes of the movie are just all the kills or 40 minutes of the movie are just all kills 
Yeah. Which is the worst part of the movie. Like, for me, all that buildup and all that stuff, like the like the entire romance between, like, I would have actually preferred this movie without its ending, without like its last forty minutes. Like, if it was just about a guy who meets up with Michael Myers, who had some shit happen to him, and he falls in love with a girl, and he's just like needs to get out of town. And Michael Myers teaches him, like, listen, I spent my entire life focusing on killing people. So just like leave the, town with this girl, and he does. Chef's kiss. I would have loved that movie. What if they're like, this is Cobra Kai season six? In reality, Michael Myers is Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> Corey Danielson. He shows him the wax on, wax off of like murdering people. No, I actually think this movie would have been better if they didn't have Michael Myers in it at all. No, I agree. It would yeah. have been great if it was just Corey and the themes and trying to figure out the idea of what being an outcast, what it means to live in a town your whole life, <coughs> how st- something like what happened in Haddonfield in 1978, and then in Halloween, um, like 2018, Halloween Kills, like how it affects a town. Well, how like you know what I mean? And um, somebody and somebody brought up a really good point. Better movie. I think I think this movie would have been more well loved if they didn't kill off her boyfriend in the last movie. If that guy that played Cameron, hmm. who gets his neck broken in Halloween Kills, like if he stayed, if he was alive. Then the next year he had like if he's the lead in this movie. I mean, obviously Rowan Campbell like knocks it out of the park. But if that character was then suddenly the lead in this one, right? Like their boyfriend who's like a shithead, like tries to redeem himself in the two, and suddenly he's become a pariah in three. Like, had they done that, I think this would have been a, a very satisfying payoff to the series. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like a bummer. It is a bummer that they introduced like a completely new character at the end. Well, it's a bummer too that they didn't kill off like Laurie Strode in the second one and instead killed off Judy Greer when they could have had Judy Greer's character reckon with the legacy of her mother in this third movie instead of Laurie Strode being like, oh, I have to reckon with my own legacy, which is awesome. Every- no, they, def- they definitely should have killed off Laurie in the first one and just had Toby Huss. And Judy Greer figure out how to kill yeah. Michael Myers. <laughs> you just described the plot or the characters of the best movie ever. Judy Greer. Well, no, Toby has I, to do anything. I think, I think honestly, this Halloween series would have been perfect if Artie, the strongest man in the world, had just like ripped Michael Myers in half at the end. You mean The Wiz? The Wiz? Which one's The Wiz? It's from Seinfeld. Oh, not Seinfeld guy. I know. But imagine, like, Artie, the strongest man in the world, just tears him apart. Like King Shark and Susan. And Pete and Pete Pete are like, holy shit, Artie. What the fuck? (laughs) That would be great. Um, Yeah, I... uh... But I I liked it. I didn't hate it. I had fun with it. I think it's a bad movie. We can both agree it's a bad movie, right? Oh, it's definitely a bad movie. But it's a lot of fun to watch. It's a terrible movie, but it was. I did not have a bad time. Yeah, yeah. So like, it ends up being an okay movie, I guess. At that, at that point, I guess so. I mean, I again found Halloween Kills was atrocious. Yeah, we both think it's. So uh, the- like I, I can tell you right now. Like I actually made a ranking of all the Halloween movies. I'm going to deliver it to you right now. So I put Halloween two, like the 2009 version. Uh-huh. As my least favorite, then Halloween Kills, Halloween Six, Halloween Resurrection, Halloween Five, 
the original Halloween 2007 Rob Zombie version, Halloween 4, Halloween H2O, Halloween 2018, I'd put this at four, mm-hmm. then Season of the Witch 2 and 1. Do you, th- do you put this at four just because of like its audacity? But also, yeah, you know, like, no. Like, I, 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 sat, I sat for a while between, like, this is clearly in my top five. Halloween 2018 is better. But like it's it has such audacity, it has such like energy. Yeah, yeah. It feels like a Halloween 2018 feels like a love letter. This feels like a real effort. Like it feels like they're doing something with this. It seems like they're trying. I had more fun with this. But then they ran out of steam or they ran out of interest or they ran out of something. No, it felt like it felt like Jason Bloom was like, What the fuck are you doing? We need Michael Myers in this movie, you fucking cunts. It's like, okay, I guess we'll do the ending with Michael Myers. I guess we'll put Michael Myers next to a homeless guy, but then we'll make it seem like he can't emerge from the crack in the wall that he decides to strangle Corey. Meet him. In the next scene, he will be outside of the crack in the wall. Whatever. I mean, who cares? And then then Corey will fight him for a mask, and Michael Myers will just get his shit kicked in. That entire... I won't say, though, that, that kill scene of the cop is awesome. Like where Michael Myers is like gaining power from killing him, oh, like yeah. that's not followed up ever. Like it's like mentioned in Halloween Kills, and it's kind of brought up in this. But like it is like when they lean into the like I felt like this series needed to lean into its dumb shit, and it just didn't. No, but the idea like so I had the misfortune of watching this movie while watching Shudder's one hundred and one best horror moments, whatever. And yeah. so I saw the doctor sleep scene. They put that on the list where they killed Jacob Tremblay. Um, you know, the true nut. They suck out his essence and the, while they're killing him. And then the idea that like Michael Myers is kind of like hanging over this cop and just kind of being like, like, and it's like, is he breathing? No, you got to do it right. <laughs> what is happening? Like, what he is can't he breathe. Doing? He's he's got COVID. <laughs> that's what that's what this movie should have been. Michael Myers. I always actually when I remember like when they announced this movie and they said COVID was gonna play a role, I really thought they were gonna have Michael Myers be killed by COVID. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. genius. But they may have. He the reason he might have been so weak is because he had long COVID. Yeah. He never got vaccinated. Probably. Yeah. Was no, I, I, yeah I think I think Michael Myers is pro vax. He crawled he crawled out he crawled out of the sewer hole. Went to a Walgreens, got his two shots. It's like, what's your name? Michael Audrey Myers. It's like, <laughs> you're a serial killer. He's like, just put the shot in me. I'm pro-science. He was definitely a Biden voter. Biden 2020, yeah. He probably was. Yeah. Anyway. If you want to talk about the political leanings <laughs> of serial killers, Letterface is definitely... I, you know what? I think Letterface votes for uh, Beto. Beat Beto or whatever the fuck his name is. Oh, yeah. He definitely does. Yeah. He likes eating human flesh, like all liberals do. Uh, you can tweet us <laughs> at Film Pivotal, um, or you can go to Pivotal Film Podcast, uh, or you can send us email to podcast.com. Even though I don't think either of us are looking at that. Uh, yeah, no, I still get ads for garbage. Or you can go to pivotalfilm.com and see a list of the movies in our Pivotal Film list and the beers that we drank while we were doing that list, and a couple of other things. Um, yeah, I think a couple weeks we'll be back, and then we'll figure out what we're gonna do. Yeah, we got we got we got, we got big hitters coming up. So so, so we got we, we have got tar. We have five minutes. I want to talk about this a little bit. 
it seems like this year, as opposed to other years, this the the season is 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 very squared off. We don't have any like January stragglers or like yeah, no. January stragglers. Like it's it's these six or seven movies, and then we're out. So it's kind of like all the work that we've done up to this point, and then like these other things, and then we're done, right? I mean, that's how it seems to me. Like Tar, I'm again, no. the whale, the bluest. The when's a uh, Fableman come out? Christmas. Okay. So, but like the, but I'm saying it's more like the movies. We know what the movies are. Like yeah. we're not having any sneak attack January like 15th movies coming out this year. I don't think. No, um, not not that I've seen. Not everything will kind of be out by then. So I'm. It'll be. It'll be a good year to kind of. It's going to be a hard year because I haven't seen anything that I really liked in like. I don't know. No, my my number one movie is still a long time. My number one movie is still the happening. It's still happening. Sorry. My number one movie is still Mad God, but I'm not sure if that should mean anything because. Sorry, my number one movie is still on account of three. Happening is number two. Um, it's been a while. It's been a while. I haven't seen a good movie since Marcel. I still see that one. Myself. I'm gonna watch it. Oh, I'll rent that. November first, I'll start renting it. But uh, also coming in a month, we're gonna have the Sight and Sound new top one hurt list. Well, um, we've got that. We've got Black Panther. We've got some stuff lined up. I just, I just, I don't give a fuck about Black Panther, man. It's gonna be good. Is it? I don't like. Yeah. I just, I'm not a fan of that actress. Letitia Wright. Yeah. Not because of her like opinions. I just I didn't think she was good in the original Black Panther. I thought she was like the most annoying part of the original. And she's the lead in this new one. I actually don't think she's the lead. I think from what I've read is that these um if Lupita Nyong'o is the lead, I'm all in. But like I think I actually think Angela Bassett's like the gets the most screen. Also also fine. Right. I just don't I think Letitia Wright's a good enough actress to carry a movie. The rumor is that there's two rumors that are going on now that there's three Black Panthers well, or that there's one Black Panther and it's Michaela Cole. Michaela Cole's from SNL? She's from I May Destroy You, that show on HBO that came out. Oh. Um, the only rumor I've heard from that is uh, Doctor Doom, which I'm excited to see who they cast as Doctor Doom. I have a gut feeling. I don't think it's going to happen. But two, three minutes. Do it. I'll say. I'll say it here now. I think Henry Cavill is going to be Doctor Doom. That's terrible. Just, I think it's going to be terrible. But I think it's. I think we're going to do. I know. I think that's what we're going to do. I think it's going to be. He's going to be the biggest hero and the biggest villain in two different oh, series. That is a big. That's a big flex. Hmm, let's see if you're right. He left. He left The Witcher to be Doctor Doom and Superman. <laughs> You think so? I think he left The Witcher because did you see Did you see Witcher. Black Adam? By the way, no. I assume not. No, we're not seeing. We're not going to review that movie, right? I'm not going to watch that movie. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather see. I'd rather see Tar twice. Oh no! I'd I'd love to see Tar like five times before I saw fucking Black Adam. Yeah. Well, um, we so that's something I'm excited for the next couple months. I'm like as excited for the next like month and a half. As I've been in um, the last couple of years, because I think we have some really interesting, um, but like 
obvious stuff coming up. We're yeah, to do we got tar, different. we got whale, we got triangle sadness. We have banshees, Savannah Sheeran. Who's, yeah, you know, I can't wait to see that. I think it's the thing I'm looking forward to most is seeing whatever the tar. Heck. Tar is definitely the most. Um, the one I'm most looking forward. Well, to. those are my top two because it's the those two lead performances. Like I just have to see whatever the hell Colin Farrell is doing that everyone's like, this is it. Like he's this. And is we it. have to assume both those are the lead. Both those are like winning. Well, we talked about this at the bar the other day that it's it's <coughs> it's rounding out into like a two person race in like almost every category, um, which I think is is good because I it feels like it feels like Kate Blanchett is separating herself from Michelle Yeoh. By like, I think a little bit. I feel like as that movie gets more coverage, like people are like, "Oh." But I yes. think I think that I think the I think Tar is a movie is a little more complicated than everything everywhere all at once. And Michelle yeah. Yeoh is beloved; she's never won an Oscar before. Kate Blanchett's won two. Like, you know, um, how does any of that factor in? Here? Brendan Fraser, Colin Farrell. Um, it seems like the Fablemans and everything everywhere is like a real thing. Um, yeah. yeah. We'll see. All right. We have right. under one minute. I'll talk, I'll talk to you later. Watch Bye. movies, drink beers. Talk to you later.